properties are cozy and snugged. We own many properties. Why is that important? Because that's one way how to make money. And that's one way how to feed your family. I love it. Good job. Hello, hello, hello. Stephen Lee, Blackwall Podcast, here with a very, very busy lady. She's fitting us into our schedule and uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Miss Mika, superstar real estate agent and broker, referred to me by somebody near and dear to my heart. So I just really want to listen and uh, have her drop some jewels and, and give us a, the power hour of, of game. So, Miss Mika, how you yes. doing? I'm excited, I'm excited to be here today with you all, and um, thank you to, to Keisha Wood for telling me, of course, about how amazing you are, Stephen Lee, and also the podcast, and inviting me to this opportunity. I thank you to Keisha. Yeah, right? Always, always. We love to Keisha. She's family. You know, she's uh, been a part of this journey since the beginning, and we, uh, you know, we've always kept in contact, and she's, uh, without her, this uh, this whole vision and this black wall wouldn't happen. And that's why I thought it was extremely important to get somebody on here that is an agent to let everybody know the importance of having an agent and an agent that you can trust and build a long-term relationship, not just pay one commission check and never talk to them again. Exactly. And so um, the good thing about that, and if you don't mind me piggybacking on that, is that you think it's just one transaction and then it becomes a lifestyle and then it becomes actually a family mm-hmm. event. And then it becomes one transaction after another. And so I know that for me and Takesha, we can witness one of our clients. Mutually, Takesha and I closed on Dr. Um, one of our doctors. I'm not going to say their name. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't do that. This is a, this is a street up podcast. We don't drop names like that. I just like thought that. about it. I just thought about it as I said that. But I want to say that me and Takesha have worked with a number of clientele and one of them have brought their first home with us and then they actually decided to buy investment properties mm-hmm. so not only did they buy their first property with Takesha and I, Takesha was a lender I was a realtor and then they invested in three properties, they actually have been a lifelong client since 2018 and it's 2023 yeah. yeah, yeah and that's what I want people to understand It's it, it, uh, the black wall is, is about the concept of everybody putting a brick to this wall of creating um, some form of financial security and barrier around our community, right? So no, no two people might have not the same skills, but we all have something that we can contribute to building this wall. So for someone like me, I was fortunate enough to meet Takesha, and she was someone who introduced me into, you know, the actual lingo and the process of buying property, right? So our listeners are really people who, have financial means, but might not necessarily always have the right uh, dialect or, or knowledge. So I want you to talk about, you, talk about you, know, that process you know, that process on when you figure that out. When you figure that out. And so, like you were saying, Takesha is the lender. I'm the real estate professional. And sometimes we have to work together. And we have to work together to gather documents, income documents, find out where a client is in the process whether they want to invest, be a first-time home buyer, or do an investment property. We have to know all the details. And so Takesha is gathering that information while I'm simultaneously looking for a deal or a mm. listing property 
so that we can get to the closing table. So when we work together, it's like by the time Takesha has Lenny figured out, I found a deal. And the perfect math is that when she finds the perfect financing and I find the perfect deal, we come together as one. That's a perfect deal. Okay, so talk to me about people like me that, that got the financing in their trunk. Got the financing in the trunk? You know it. We we come we come oh, with the bag ready to go. So so that's where Takesha met me, honey. Yeah yeah yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let me let me let me go ahead and let me go ahead and and, and break you down and and uh and let you know where we're at. All right, because I know and I'm gonna be honest with you. We're here to have a conversation, right? So I'm here to be honest with you. So let's have a conversation. So Stephen is not breaking me down. He basically is bringing me knowledge. He's bringing me his actual sphere of influence and how he likes to strategically alliance himself for greatness. And so with Steven, he already has the bag. And sometimes that's the biggest piece. Like you can have 100% of the bill, but if you don't have the bag where you don't have to pay any loans, you don't have anything actually just holding you up from the financing, then you got the bag. And that's, Steven, you're telling me you got the bag? Well, my name is Stefan. Um, and, and, Hi, but Stephen. yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. Um, my mom is just screaming in my ear, like it's Stefan, it's Stefan, you know, she's sensitive about my name. It's not really me, but anyways, that's how moms are. yeah, that's how moms I'm are. Sorry, mom. Yeah. But God be pleased with her soul. Absolutely. Okay. But, um, cause you know, me and Takesha would do business with my mom. My mom is my real estate partner. Um, and, and a lot Got of my, it. my purchases of the West side of Atlanta and the Beltline and, um, we were fortunate enough to kind of do that all together, myself, Takesha, and, and my mother. So I guess for me, it wasn't always about having the bag. I was always blessed enough to make money. The part that, that, that I wanted to talk to you about is that, like, when I reached out to you, right, I'm not necessarily, as you see, I'm not the Google Doc guy. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? So I come across kind of like, yo, this guy's kind of playing, you know what I'm saying? But then when you kind of research my pedigree, you find out, Oh shit, this guy's serious, right? So I'm from those people who I know I have the money. That's not the issue, right? But the issue is, is I didn't know if it costs 50,000, I can't bring 50,000 to my agent and, and buy it. That's not how this works, right? So we're, we're, we're trying to figure out. I know my credit isn't good. I haven't filed taxes in five years because I haven't had a job ever, but I got this money to do it and I want to get out of this life. You see what I'm saying? Whether it be a dancer or whatever. And those are the people that we're talking to because that's the people that I had to figure it out with Takesha. Right. But Takesha could have just tried to take my money and get commission and left me out there. But she loved me. So she kept it going. Does that make sense? It makes a total amount of sense. And so I'm not to cut you off because I want to respect you and your mom. But you said a few different things in one sentence. No, shit. Cut me off. No, no, no. Cut me off. You the special guest. You're so funny. You said credit, taxes, income in five years. And so sometimes, depending on the purchase, depending on the purchase, you have so many different ways to spend the cash. And I'm going to say that just like that. You don't have to go the traditional route where you have two years of income for FHA loans. As an investor, you do not have to go the traditional route where you have to have all your nuts, bells, and whistles all in a bag. Well, shit, so talk to us then. Talk to us. We listening now. So what Takesha and I have, like, we have so many different options to navigate through the process of lending. And now, when we're talking about credit, people think you have to have a certain credit score. So we have credit experts. Then you people say you have a certain amount of money with the taxes. So we have tax experts. Mm. And then we talk about, oh, the income. Well, now we have people that are able to do loans, my broker lenders, 
who actually are able to do loans with verifiable income, but not necessarily where the income has been sent into the IRS or it's been verifiable income. So the VOE loan is very big for my investors. Oh. And every, every process throughout the lending process has a lot to do with the years. So you said five years. So if you're doing a tra- traditional loan that's two years, if you're doing a loan that has to do with a VOE, that's a certain amount of years. But what is a VOE? Day, oh, it's verification of employment. That's what I do a lot for my okay. self-employed entrepreneurs. I okay. do a VOE loan. Listen, boys that's and girls, listen. <laughs> that's spearheaded by one of my lenders that's an expert in that area. Her name is Anissa Robinson. She is a broker, and she has been doing lending for over 20 years. Man, and shout out to her. her. Shout out to her from the Black guy, Wall. Yes. <laughs> you helping a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, transition. That's what I'm here for, the transition and translation. Does, does that make sense? It makes total sense because we have to transition out of our, our mindset. Goddamn right. Our mindset every day. And a lot of things is that we're, we're confined to one mindset. But if you are open, which I had to be open. I had to be open to work with Anissa because I was not familiar with trade lines of credit Mm -hmm. i wasn't traditionally aligned to work with her and so neither was the listing agent or the closing attorney so we had to learn how Anissa works and i'm telling you that girl has done her thing right and And you had to be humble like you said right to learn that you right you right yeah i had to i had to learn it because when you're so confined oh this is right this is wrong in this process of building it's no right or wrong it's learning every day it's legal and and illegal different ways (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dead ass serious though. Always, yeah, but we're always doing things legally because I am a broker owner of Relatable Realty and Co. So I don't want hello, to hello. do something Ill- illegal with my firm. Hello. So what, what it has to do with is that we have to make sure that we're aligning things in compliance, in legality. Talk that talk, sure that sister. Talk that talk. <laughs> You're so funny. No, we so keep it real around here. closing table is excellent. Because nobody wants to be hemmed up with nonsense. God damn, so let's she find out the right way, wow. the legal way, and the excellent way to get to the closing table. So I can get to the closing table, but it has to be the right way, the legal way, and the excellent way. You know that's going in the uh, the, the episode description. Because that that is, you are going to be, <laughs> okay, so, so, so this is Mika. Y'all, we're going to reintroduce. This is Mika. So and she is the Atlanta queen of doing it the right way. The legal way and the excellent way. way. You understand? Because yeah, no, 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 no. That's very yeah. important because people like me, I got into this shit not to, to to scam. Like I've never been a shortcut person. That's not why I did this. You understand? So right. I wanted to to really build wealth for my four beautiful children and my one bonus. So it's 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 a matter of of knowing, like you said, and humbling myself. So I I. I appreciate you saying this because I personally never even knew these things existed. So, so now you got me interested, right? Because I'm going to be honest with you, people like myself, the black wall family, we're scared of credit because credit to us equals owing the plug. You understand? Like the whole goal for us is to be able to cash out every time we re up. So when I started in real estate and still to this day, I'm guilty of it. I look at real estate as re up. Every time I buy a house, I'm re up. So I'd like to come with the cash and then everything that comes with it is mine. Right. So I've been scared to kind of open up my books and all this. Now I finally have finally caught up like and have all my taxes done. 
but that just started in 2019, right? So that's four years of my life. I've, I've been compliant with taxes, like on time. So someone like me who has a, a, a cash portfolio, right? That's, I, I got more, uh, property than we got fingers, but I don't even know how to walk into a bank or talk to someone like you and be like, Hey, I'm trying to do another bigger move. I might have 50,000, but the move is 150. How do I make this shake? Does that like, am I making sense? You're, to- you're making total sense. And sometimes the moves are not at the bank. And sometimes we think that our moves are at the bank. But I feel like for me, my clientele works better with private mortgage lenders versus banks. Um, the banks have a lot of things that actually are very strenuous. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I work better with private mortgage lenders versus private banks. So someone that's scared so of when I hear... I'm walking into a bank and I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm walking to a bank and I got this amount of money. Just because you got money don't mean you got the right credit. Don't mean you got the tax. Don't mean you have your business portfolio aligned. Right. So you don't know what to do. Relatable Realty and Co., we have things like now we have clients. I'm using this as an example, Stephen or Stephen. We have a client that wants to launch his first opportunity as a restaurant owner. Okay. So we had to send him the blueprint. The blueprint. The black print. Filling in the blanks. The black print or blueprint, however you want to do it, but he has to fill in the blanks so we can make sure the blanks make sense. Mm-hmm. Because you can fill out the blanks of the application of a blueprint or a black print, and you may not have what you need to get approved. Mm-hmm. And so now me and my partners and the people that I have strategically aligned myself with in the real estate arena, Jeff Daniels is actually an amazing entrepreneur. Shout out to brother Jeff. Agent Jeff. And he actually has aligned me and my commercial division to spearhead all because he's knowledgeable. Correct. Knowledge. It's not about the money. It's the knowledge. And he knows how to, how to position you for greatness. So he's positioning our, future restaurant owners, our future funeral owners. We have some clients that want to do businesses and they want to be ownership owners of restaurants and funeral homes. Mm. So that's what we're working on now. But guess what? If you don't have the blueprint and you don't have to position yourself for greatness, then you're just working in a circle. Right. And if you don't have someone that's committed to the excellence as such as yourself, you're not going to be able to, to tap into these uh, streams of knowledge. Exactly. You got to be able to tap into the strength of knowledge. And so when we're talking to Jeff, one thing I like about Jeff is that he's been in the business of over 25 years. And so for me, people look at me and they're like, oh, she's only been doing it five years. So I don't have a lot of credibility. Man, people fuck that. look at that as a crazy, they look at that as, oh my God, she owns her own real estate firm and she's only been doing it five years. So honestly, in transparency, I like, I like to let people know, like, you know, and I'm not walking in here like I know everything. But I know people that do. And mm. because I know people that do know everything, then I can walk in here as the owner of something that I launched on my own. And I know the people that back me up got the tools you need to succeed. And that's what I have a relatable real team called. And I'm confident about that. Well, I'll be honest with you. What you just described is you have the DNA and makeup of a CEO, period. None of the CEOs yeah, I'm, I'm, of, of I'm any. CEO you know, fortune 500 companies, not to cut your wisdom queen. None of them are the smartest person in the boardroom, but like you said, they can identify the talent. They can manage, they can um, be respectful and control talented people and, and guide them in the right way. And, and I know that from you just from talking to you. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to walk in the room. Like I'm the girl that knows everything. I wanted to walk in the room. Like I hire the people to know everything. 
Mm-hmm. And when I walked the room, like, you know who I got that from? And people, you know, they may not like Steve Harvey. But Steve Harvey said a very valid point to me one day because I thought I had to know everything. And Steve Harvey says, I hire people that know everything. Mm-hmm. I pay them to know everything. Mm-hmm. So why do I have to know everything when I hire them to know everything? Correct. And then I walked into the room with my confidence because people know my brand. They know me can relate to a realtor that can relate, a broker that can relate. But when it comes down to property management, commercial, land, development, I've already hired those people. Correct. So, so okay. I, I love everything you're saying. I'm, I'm all about it. So now we've, we've broken the ice, right? So now I walk into your, your world, you know, street dude, not an offensive thing. I'm like, Hey, what's up? I want to do this interview with your podcast. You're like, what, 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 what's going on? Essentially the same thing with like buying property. There's a process. I'm like, man, fuck the process. What's up? Right. So now you're educating me on this process. Because you're a street dude. And so you have to be able to be relatable. My brand is Relatable Realty and Co. Sorry to cut you off, Stephen, but the first thing you have to do is you have to relate to different genres. You have to be able to relate to different generations. Mm-hmm. And so when you walk in, you like, fuck that. Okay, guess what? I'm adaptable. So I'm adapting to your nonsense. Not to your nonsense, but you're, you're like, oh. <laughs> we love this shit. Oh, yes. No, I'm saying at first, I took it offensive. People walk in there, I got $10,000, fuck you. I'm like, well, I'm the motherfucking owner. Right. You know, no, bingo. Exactly, exactly. You know, I own this shit. I can make it move and pop because I know the knowledge. But that's how that's how the street people work. Because you said, I got the knowledge. People think that just because they got money, they can make moves. Well, let me tell you something. People with money, if you don't have sense, money, and knowledge, you cannot make the best moves. Hello. So when you make the best moves, that means that you know how to Humble yourself, gain knowledge, tap into the right resources, mm. and gain the right not the right the right the the right avenue is what I'm trying to say. You know how many people have approached me and be like, I got ten thousand dollars, fuck you. See that's not right. No, I got the I got the knowledge in my mind, but I'm right. not gonna give it to you because you disrespected me. Right, but see the thing is is I approached you in the real, right? Because that's who I am. Right. And mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, I was also respectful because I operate off penitentiary code. So you don't be disrespectful to nobody, even though I am well, aggressive. You know what, you're, so much, you're too much for me. No, I it's the truth. Well, no, we code. keep it. Come on now. We're not doing that. Why we keep it funky here. Code? Because that's what it is. No, 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 no. Shout out to my Uncle Booby. For real. Code? No, shout out to my Uncle Booby. For real. Okay. Booby? Because, yeah, my Uncle Booby. <laughs> 20 years on the handstand. Flat. Anyways, fed time. But what we're trying to say is, is that. That is where being respectful at all times because you don't know who you're talking to comes from. So I'm going to tell you this. And, you, and, and I'm going to say this because we're on the record. Oh, shit. But I know some of the top I know some of the top of the line fed guys. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Talk to them. KC, baby. you so silly. Rest in peace, Mac Dre. Y'all laid Mac Dre down. <laughs> we're missing right here. The number one said penitentiary that you will always have in my heart is Leavenworth Penitentiary. And let me tell you about the people at Leavenworth. From the camp to the to the to, from the camp to the yard. Mm-hmm. I know every one of them. I know I'm old and I'm forty six years old. But back in the day, nobody did conversations like we're doing today. I know. Everybody was private. Now we have social media, we have people dropping names and stuff like that. Like let me tell you something. The people that's really doing big deals 
whether they behind the wall or in front of the wall, it's mm-hmm. private. And when they do things, whether it's from, I, I'm, I'm just saying, whether it's from fair time to state time to yeah. respecting their families. It's to, a must. Oh, whatever it is, they got a way they do it in excellence. And even behind the scenes, they can still make money behind the wall because they know how to do it in excellence. Nobody's braggadocious. Nobody's dropping names. No. Nobody's talking about money. Mm-mm. Like, it's just the way that you do it. And so, no no harm, no foul. The people that I roll with. So, I you felt me, though. Them. So, you felt me when I came there. Yeah, I felt you. I felt you when you came to me. But I'm going to let you know something. I'm 46 years old, but I remember the times with my own daddy. My own daddy. Mm. Rest his soul. My own daddy was actually doing time. My own daddy was actually in jail. I remember going to see my daddy with my brothers, Dre and Brandon. My Dre, my brothers is here in Atlanta. We know going to see our daddy in jail. We Thank know, you. we know the hood. So that's we what I'm. See, this is so why we me, tapping in. Like if you if you if you say something that you're saying, then it's not it's not about who you know, what you know. It's about doing things in excellence. Because I'm telling you something. Some people have paid the price. They paid the price. <laughs> yep. They actually have laid down the law. They've done the time. Mm. And when you've done the time, it's not about what people are doing out here. It's about being respectful to those behind the scenes. So some of us is doing so much braggadocious, we ain't even spending $10 on a book. <laughs> we can't even have to <laughs> the ramen noodles. Hello, you don't even have their fucking JPEG. You don't even have their JPEG. You don't have the JPEG. You ain't got the connect. You, you ain't spoke to their mama never. Life. Shout out Kaid doing double never. life, man. You just got us somewhere you know different. No, I'm Desi. Okay, so no, 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 no. Now, now I got to tap back in with you, Kansas City. You got me on here. You got me on here, but I'm telling you something. Kansas City, Missouri, show me stay all day long from prostitution oh, straight in the hood. And my daddy damn. and my mama was always in the hood. My daddy wrote dice had me sitting in the dog going, waiting still, waiting for him to make a bag. So what? I don't have time for people that's out here telling me what they can do in Atlanta versus this. Because I'm from the street. Ooh. And if you don't know where I came from, I make money in my sleep. I just don't let you know. Jesus. Oh my gosh. She talking that motherfucking Missouri talk, y'all. If you ain't never been to Kansas City, St. Louis, any of that shit, then you wouldn't understand what she talking about, man. She, you just wouldn't understand. No, I'm dead serious, though. They don't understand what we're talking about. It's a culture. It's a culture. It's It's in you, not on you, baby. I've been there. there. I can smell the dope cooking in the kitchen. I'm, I'm no, I'm dead serious because you remember when that goddamn uh the the hot press comb? in the kitchen. My my daddy was a street dude. He did crafts. My grandpa started the first craft house in Atlanta. I'm sorry, sorry, in Kansas City. Because I'm getting hyped right now because you said some stuff. My grandpa was the first craft house in Kansas City, Missouri, on 31st Street. Mm. My grandpa Cleopas was food mitch, so I can call his name. Rest his soul. My daddy actually ran crafts with my grandpa. I know that at the end of the day, these were street dudes. They didn't have no blue collar. They didn't work on nine to five. These were street dudes that made things and living to happen for their family. And they were fucking geniuses. And if they, they had opportunities, they, they would have ran Fortune 500. If they wasn't a genius to nobody else, they all I know. They all I know. And because they're all I know, then right now people tell me, they say, Mika, you a hustler. You know why? Because I was raised with hustlers. <laughs> My daddy was a street dude. <laughs> My grandpa was a street dude. <laughs> And all I know is I do it professionally. I do street professionally. And perf- so if you call me and you say, how is Mika doing? Mika is doing street work professionally. 
and legally. How do I do it? Because legally and professionally. Why? Because I went and got the criteria. I got a degree. I'm a, I'm in a sorority. People look at clout. I, I ain't running no clout from street clout. I'm running, I'm running clout from collegiate clout. Collegially, I'm a educated woman with a bachelor's degree. Oh, you're trying to pull it back in. You're trying to, you're trying to pull it back in. I can make six figures in my sleep. Collegially, I know how to make those things happen. Mathematically, I know two plus two is four all damn day, and I know how to make a dollar out of 15 cents collegiately. I'm just pouring water on the mic if right now. If you can't now. do it collegiately, then you can't do it at all. Damn. Hey, shout out to the girl in Augusta right now in that kitchen you with that lace front. I'm you, no, I'm dead you serious though. No, 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 no. Because she listening. She know who she is. She listening. We got the listenership. You know Let me tell you about Augusta. Let me tell you about Augusta. Oh, my shit. good friend, Pastor Troy. Let me tell my good friend, Pastor Troy. The first time I moved to Lansing, mm-hmm. I moved on Pastor Troy right now on this three-way. We can get Pastor Troy on this podcast. Let me tell you about Pastor Troy. Pastor Troy knows everything I came from. He knows why and who, because I came to Atlanta in 2000. Nobody knows about the stuff I did. Oh, shit. You came during the BMF era. I came when it was actually on and on and on. And when when I tell you, I didn't know nothing about, um, what is it, um, Shit, uh, she talking called? about Atlanta when Far Road Augusta, was jumping, y'all. Augusta, Augusta, you said Augusta, Georgia? Mm-hmm. I didn't know nothing about the I didn't know nothing about a dog on, um, Pastor Troy introduced me to everything. Mm-hmm. He was my first, he was my first introduction to everything in Atlanta. Shout out to he Pastor Troy, because we still see him out and about, see him in Windy Hill and shit, you know, no security, still rocking them nice Pastor hats. Pastor Troy is like, Mika, what you mean? People don't realize I stay calm, I stay real low-key. We can't tell on this podcast, baby. You started popping that shit early. You know what? No, we can't do that here. This is not that spot, though. But that's why I'm professional. I'm trying to be professional. Okay, so now that you done let me know, you know, that you that you qualified to be part of the foundational uh, alliance. So and, and, and so, no, 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 because you coming back. You are, you're a return guest now. But Absolutely. But, yeah, no, but I'm dead serious. Go ahead. Let me tell you something about Atlanta. Atlanta was the best thing that happened to me. Hello. Out of, out of Atlanta. Out of Kansas City. Atlanta reminds me of Kansas City. Why so? Mm-hmm. Yep. Why so? And I say private. I say because if 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 you know hustle, you know hustle wherever you are. Yep. Yeah. If you know how to make a dollar out of fifteen cents, you know that wherever you are. Correct. So I'm not. I'm never too proud to beg to say that you know what I've had to go down there. I mean, I didn't been in every place in Atlanta to make a dollar out of fifteen cents, whether it's food stamps, um, whatever they said I need to do to make my ends meet. So my kids, my daughter's a college graduate. Mm. Can't nobody tell her mama was hood. Everybody that know me know I know how to make a dollar fifteen cents. We call that bougetto, baby. We call it bougetto. You call it bougetto, what you call it, what you want. But all I know is that I'm making it as an entrepreneur. Man, I love that shit. You hear this shit? I love it. I hear it and I love it. Okay, so so and people that know me, they be like, "That's good people." Absolutely. You know, you got you got some of these girls. They be they be having a. They be moving, they, they be moving situations and they be messing stuff up. But I'm telling you, call some people that know me and they say she's good people. Atlanta's a small, big city. 
Atlanta's a it's small, big Atlanta's city. A, a small, big city. My reputation precedes itself. And Atlanta's one of those places where um, we will make it where you're not welcome back. If you if you burn too many bridges in Atlanta, you will find out you are no longer welcome back. But when you have well, the red nothing, carpet, that has nothing to do with me. That has nothing to do with me. I no, it's just the culture. It's just the city culture. It's just the city culture. Well, no, that has, so you have to always let people know, like, cause there's so many things that's taking place in Atlanta when it comes to culture. Because so, culture is actually, man, culture is a whole conversation. Okay. So let's get back got, to this got, conversation. Culture is a different conversation because keep in mind, I'm 46 years old. So culture at a 46-year-old versus culture at my daughter's age at 26, that's 20 years different. Mm-hmm. Culture is different. Absolutely. Absolutely. The culture that we got going on now, you know, we got young girls that's dropping it like it's hot, showing out their body. That's culture for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The culture to us is being professional, making sure that we can still make a presence without showing our body. The new culture, in public. they got to show their body in public on <laughs> social media, disrespect themselves and call the culture. culture. Shout out to Freak Nick in the 90s. You know, yeah, 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 that was the last Freak Nick. That was the last Freak Nick. And then we grew up. Ooh, Lord. Ooh, Lord. Oh, God. Then we grew up. Then we grew up. Then we grew up. Oh, so now you're dealing with people that like, come on now. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she's 26. 26. Yeah. I'm 46 years old. That freaking me get 46 versus 26. Can we talk about that? I agree. And and you know what the sad thing? People our age are still out there trying to live their freak Nick life. I'm 41. So I'm trying to go to bed at nine o'clock. We, we sleep at nine. <laughs> kids out of the street. And we can't even make sure that they're safe because we're still caught up in the culture. The culture is disrespectful to our, to, to our current generation. Mm-hmm. The culture is okay. Then you got people out there doing willy nillies and spinning their cars and making blood. I mean, what do they call that in the, when they're spinning their cars and running around around? I can't even figure that shit out. Are you making money? Because everything that we did in our culture was making money. That's true. Now, that's true. That is very true. That is very, very true. It's true. Everything that you saw us do for freak me to strikers, strokers only was making money. Yo, shout out to all them ladies now, at pinups. They're making a fool of themselves. You burn the rubber in the road. How much did you make? Nothing, because tires are not cheap, and you're fucking the tires over up. here. Tearing out your, tearing out your, tearing out your car. Got people stumping on your car. Okay, okay. So like, listen though. How but hear me out though. So, so this. Take care of your family with that. I like, understand. That doesn't make sense. I think it's ignorant. They understand. We understand, right? Oh, okay. okay. Ignorant, ignorant or not, the question See, now. Be- to get off your podcast. No, podcast. no, no, no. Because this, this right here. This is what's up. This is what you need. This ain't what's up. It is what's up. I'm gonna tell you why. Because this is actually who okay, we're talking why? to. We're talking to the to the people who have the means, right, to invest. And, and we're saying what you're doing is crazy. You're spinning your tires, literally and figuratively, right? So now you just educated me, a 41-year-old, you know, who who's already in the I'm investment 46. game. Right, I'm but hear, hear what I'm saying. I'm 41. You educated me on different strategies of investment, and I'm already in the game. So what we're doing right now is trying to get that kid from spinning his tires to sit there and go, there's no... There's no uh, age I limit. I want to have a, uh, so Stephen, you have a conversation with him and say, sir, you were sitting your tires. You made Instagram published. 
abused. You had people stumping on their cars, disrespecting other people. What did you gain from that? Okay. And he I says, wonder, what did you gain from that? Right. Did you gain clout? Because everybody's for the clout. Did you gain a way to make a means for your family? Was you like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. making a dream? See, back in the day, we was making dreams happen. Now we're making foolishness happen. Why in the world is you out here having all these babies, calling the women bitches? Like, I'm not for the clout. Whatever the clout is, I don't even think I understand the 46. Right. My 40, my 40, my, my daughter, she's 26 years old. I say, go enjoy yourself, be safe. Well, see, right, but but I I don't understand the shit. But I'm about to, what I'm about to do is try to give some color to it, right? As somebody who was, no, I'm serious. Somebody who was that before. A lot of what you're seeing, and 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 what I was guilty of in the time, was trying to repair, mask, and self medicate a lot of childhood traumas and insecurities through money and clout and attention and women, right? So I didn't have the, the tools that I have now through mental health and therapy to sit there and actually be able to ask those critical questions to myself. And I didn't have anyone around me that was asking those same questions. So now as the generation of now, the 40 year olds, it is my responsibility to give a platform where we're not chastising but we're educating, right? Because I was that person. I was the kid with $10,000, but all I wanted to do was spend money on drugs and girls, right? I didn't think about investing. I didn't think of anything. So I need some of these younger kids to slow it down because I do know a 22-year-old that has a car rental business, right? That has a what? A car what? A car rental business right now. So, so, So there is that. So... I just want to give for me, right, selfishly to, to make myself feel a little bit better for the, the things that I did and the, the image and stereotypes I perpetuated for so many years. I want to try to give something that's an alternative route that I didn't necessarily have that wasn't marketed to me when I was their age. Right. So in all seriousness, everything you're saying is right. And I don't disagree with it. But at 41, you just taught me something that I didn't know about the different ways to access capital in this financial investment space. Right. So I want to continue down that road because I think that's really, really important. Right. So I'm an entrepreneur. I have a great idea. I have capital. I have the verified, you know, documents that you need. I just need to be able to trust you and let you guide me is kind of what I'm hearing. Right. And take, and take that, that guidance. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, just from a, from a perspective of, of me, right. Just, just being honest, somebody who comes to the game with the capital, but like you said, doesn't have the knowledge. Right. And a lot of times when, when the streets are approaching the, the corporate world for lack of a better uh, way to put this, right. Not, not pigeonholding you into the corporate world because you are so much more. I'm just for this discussion. When we come to the corporate world, we're actually scared and insecure. Right. So that's why we're yeah, coming off. I'm, hey, I'm just telling we're having a real talk right now. I'm telling you, I wouldn't lie to you. Yeah, I'm with. Wh- hey, I wouldn't lie to you. I wouldn't lie to you. I'm telling you. Okay, okay, okay. 
okay. Right? So I'm gonna be, I'm you gonna got listen. it. Come on, be nice. Be nice. Be nice. I'm listening. We're on a podcast. It's professional. You, you, the, thank you. So we scared, right? In all seriousness, a lot of our, a lot of the reason why we started hustling or we started going so hard in the money game is to make sure that certain things don't happen to us again and that we're traumatic as children. Right. So for me, you know what? You for know me, what, are you, are you in ahead. denial? Are you in denial for the people that say they're scared? The people that just want, don't give a fuck? No, 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 no. Those are two different sets of people. I'm not trying to okay. lump everybody in at all. Cause there are a set of people who are just talk shit and will never do it. Right. There's a whole segment of those people. Right. But scared. The people that I'm talking about may be a different people than caliber people than yours. The people I'm talking about know intensely what they're doing. Mm. Talk about that. Talk about that. What do you mean? They know what they're doing. They know that they are. They know that they're bullies. They know that they're actually, of course, tearing up professional businesses. Mm. These are our people that know what they're doing when they step out of their home. They know that they do not wish anything good for their counterparts. These are people that are intentionally tearing up the street. Right, right, right. At a young age, but they're not going to college. They're not going to school. They're not seeking guidance. They are intentionally. Yeah, but see, this is where it gets hard for me because I was that kid, though, right? You was wicked. I was the kid who was tearing up the street, who didn't go to college, who who was on drugs, who was violent. I was I was everything you're describing in my twenties, and now at forty one years old, I'm very different. Let me tell you something. I went to jail. I was in Leeds. I actually literally went to jail, got on the van with my brown paper bag with my name on it. Separated from the males and the females, mm-hmm. got to the dog on jail and had to basically put on a uniform, squat, cough, whatever the fuck. At the end of the day, I changed my life. And that's because I had an experience. These people that we're talking about, Stephen, we may be talking about a different caliber of people, mm-hmm. but I did not make up any excuses. And when I got to Atlanta, I changed my life. I went to college. Agreed. I became a college graduate. And I actually did not lean on no mentors, no people to give me no money. And I did it by myself. All right. the gutter. I agree with that. I agree with that. And those are so different type of people. What I'm saying is these people are hurting our families now because now I did all that to give my family a good lifestyle. And I have a 14-year-old son and a, and a 22-year-old daughter that are dealing with certain things in Atlanta that have to do with vandalism, unprofessionalism. It's a lot of isms. Right. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. And I think that part of that truth comes with I have to acknowledge that those same kids that are doing it now might have been looking at me do it in Atlanta in the early 2000s and said that looks cool. All right, all right, no, no, no. I, I'm, just, I'm not. And I'm not saying it's right. That's a no, no. Let me let me make this clear. Right. I'm not saying it's right or productive. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that you talking to me on this platform is educating so many people. And now next time that they go do that, maybe one of them, maybe just one will think, man, I don't need to be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Mika's right, man. Let's go ride around and look for some bandos, man, because it just takes one person. No, no, because that's how I started was my mother. My mother said, Stefan, instead of you burning through this cash all the time, you know, you can go on Trulia and find $10,000 houses in Atlanta. I said, what? What are you talking about? I didn't believe her. Okay? 
And when I went on the website and I saw that they were bandos for 10,000, I remember saying to myself, I got four kids with four baby mamas. How long will $10,000 last me? If I invest it, it could last forever if I do the right thing. That's how I started. That's a real story because my mother knew I was thugging. She knew I was going to burn through and fuck up the money. So when we started our company, the, the, the clause that we have in our company was that if one of us die, you keep the assets and everything going because we thought I was going to die. And my mother wind up dying, you know, unexpectedly. But Takesha can verify all that because she was there in the lawyer's I office. Didn't need to verify nothing. No, no, no. So, so I'm not saying it in a way of excuse because you're right, right? Once you, once you have that experience, you are accountable to yourself and the world to change. You're 100% right. No arguments. I just want some of these experiences not to be a King Vaughn or some of these other kids where they don't even make it to 41, 46. They don't make it now. We had the opportunity. Because we have to do our part, Stephen, but it's our part plus a choice. Yep, yep. Now, we can't do everything. We can't be 100% in. Yes. It's 50-50. Our plus plus the 50%, which is a choice. Mm -hmm. And some people don't have the choice. You're right. You're right. They don't want. They don't want to make the choice because there are things, resources, and people that are helping them with that fifty percent, mm-hmm. and they don't have to do it alone. You, but they have made a choice that that's what they. That's how they want to live their life. And what happens is, and I'm, I'm guilty of some of my friends that have invested time, money, payment on books, jail, phone conversations, and more for people that don't want more for themselves. Mm-hmm. You can't more. You can't want more than them. Nope. No, you cannot. An addict can never get clean until they're ready, and it comes the same way with the streets. And I tell people that all the time. You can't make nobody get off the streets till they're ready, period. It don't matter. You can't make nobody stop doing no drugs or no street life until they're ready. But at the end of the day, we are given the breadcrumbs. And this is one of the realest conversations that we've had on the podcast. I'm so happy that we talk because these are the conversations that are going on behind closed doors with parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts all across the world about this generation. Right. And, and, and this is such growth. This is such beautiful uh, watering of the mind. I really want to just give you your flowers. Mika. This is amazing. Thank you. No, I'm dead serious. Thank you for inviting me because, you know, behind the scenes, I'm connected to some very powerful people and I love them and they're very private people to my life. Right, right, and right. that's what's important to me. So once again, why don't you go ahead? Because I feel like there was so much knowledge right here. I, I feel like everybody's going to probably rewind this once, if not twice, because I know I am. And I was part of it. You dropped so much knowledge. So where can people find you to talk about doing business with you and allowing you to educate them and show them the ways to get into this real estate and investing game? Um, Mika Relates, M-I-C-A is Mika Relates with an S on the end. I can relate to anything that you've actually experienced through hardship, maybe jail time. I hate to say that, Stephen. But I can relate to anything that you've experienced that actually affects living. I have a strategic alliance partnership, a lender, a credit specialist, and professional real estate professionals that help you through the closing transaction, whether it's buying, selling, or investing. And we look forward to working with you at Relatable Realty & Co., Need to relate your broker owner that can relate. God damn, she does that drop so professionally with perfection, y'all. Wow. Whoa. I, I have I have one more question and I'm gonna let you go. When I heard private lender, 
I always get scared because, you know, there's a bad stigma. So talk to the people why private. Your, your, your volume is going low. Can you go a little louder for me? Yeah, please? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, okay, I, I got distracted. What I was saying was when I hear the words private lender, I always got a little scared. Can you just talk to us a little bit of why private lenders are not scary loan shark people in the alley? Of course. So you can meet with one of my private lenders. I have George Xavier. I also have Damon Ferguson. And both of them actually can help you with the lending process, whether you actually are using traditional routes with taxes or you actually are using the untraditional route with actually, of course, being an entrepreneur. And so you can reach out to them personally when you actually connect with me. And we have always more than one way to skin a cat because everybody's situation is unique. And we have to partner you with the right lender and strategically alliance you to the right situation that actually can get you to the closing table. Thank you so, so much. It does, it's, not, it's not one way fit all. It's always about strategically alliancing partnerships and connecting people the right way. This ain't Spanks, y'all. This is custom. I love it. Custom. custom. I love it. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Get back to making money in your sleep, okay? And yo, KC, KC, Missouri, stand the fuck up. Kansas City, Missouri, the draft is coming on April the 21st. One of our top picks is actually Will Anderson from Alabama. He's actually one of my close family and friends. He will be number one pick, Will Anderson. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Number 31. <laughs> I love it. Yo, Kansas City's in the motherfucker building, man. Mika relates. Show me state. Man, Bye. the show me state. Bye. <laughs> um, I think Daddy should make a lot of money so we can have more properties and make way more money than we're supposed to because I think making money means that we can that we can expand more of our properties and then we can make more money by having um, better properties.